The following is a sermon that was preached at Faith Lutheran Church in Sharpsburg, Georgia. For more information about our church or to hear past sermons from Faith Lutheran, visit georgiafaith.com. Thank you for listening. God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the call. That was the word of comfort my seminary professors had for me a year ago on Wednesday as I looked forward to call day. But as I walked into the auditorium before the service began, I couldn't help but finishing that statement of, God doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called with, well, I hope so. But it was there, sitting in my chair, waiting for the service to start, that my mind started to drift back to the first Pentecost, because for the first time, I felt that I could actually understand what the disciples were going through. We had very similar stories. We both were trained under people much wiser and much more intelligent, with much more experience than us. We had a little bit of experience along the way, but it was of the kind that, if it were to be mentioned, would put wry smiles on the veterans' faces and have a little chuckle as they say, oh, just you wait. And both of our trainings were just over too fast. It seemed like it went by like that. Teachers behind, world ahead, and there was nothing left to do but wait. Wait to see where God would send us. Wait to see how God would equip the called. But that's where our stories split. See, after waiting for the Spirit as Jesus told them to wait, after staying in Jerusalem where he told them to stay, the Spirit made his appearance on that first Pentecost with the sound of rushing wind, with little tongues of fire that appeared on the people's heads. Men and women spoke languages they had never spoken before. Hearts were changed, crowds gathered, their church grew. God was obviously at work. But for me, as I sat in my chair and waited through the whole service, and then I got to the names and I waited and waited and waited, even after I heard Zachary Zuberbeer, Faith Lutheran Church, Sharpsburg, Georgia, there was no sound of rushing wind. There was no tongues of fire that appeared on anyone's heads. I couldn't speak in new languages. I could barely speak at all. God had promised me the Holy Spirit just like he promised those disciples. Our training was so similar, but our sending was so different. At that moment, I was called, but was I equipped? Jesus' promise to send the Holy Spirit is not exclusively for apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, staff ministers, and vicars. In God's word this morning, we hear Peter quoting the book of Joel as God says, In the last days I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Peter says that the last days were on the day of Pentecost, and if those were the last days then, these are most certainly the last days now. We have the same Savior as the disciples. We have the same faith as the disciples. We are part of the same church as the disciples, which means we have the same Holy Spirit as the disciples. And because Jesus has poured the Holy Spirit into your heart, you are called, just like they were, to be God's witnesses. And God says the Spirit will equip you. So I have to ask you, do you feel equipped?
Or does it feel like the Holy Spirit passed over you when he was handing out the gifts? When I say gifts, please don't misunderstand me. I'm not talking about the gifts that the Holy Spirit used in the early church. The Bible is very clear. Where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. But even though the gifts the Holy Spirit uses today are different than the gifts he used back then, he still gives gifts for the same purpose, so that everyone may hear about the wonders of God. So when you sit in church and hear as Christians that we are to go to the world and share the good news of Jesus, do you ever feel like Moses, who at God's call said, I am slow of speech and tongue, please send someone else. Or maybe you feel like the prophet Jeremiah, who at God's call to him said, I don't know how to speak. I am too young. Moses and Jeremiah looked at themselves and saw deficiencies. They examined themselves and were looking for specific gifts they thought that God could use. But when they didn't see any, they asked God to send somebody else. But what did God say? To Moses he said, Who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? And to Jeremiah he says, Do not say, I am too young. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you. And it's true, we have different gifts. Some preach, some teach. Some lead, some serve. Some rejoice, and some comfort. But if we all had the same gifts and we all look at ourselves and see deficiencies and wish we had this gift or that, something different than we have, we're missing the promise and the point and the power of Jesus sending us his Holy Spirit. Because the point of being a witness for God is not us, but it's God working through us. The Holy Spirit is the one who equips us for the jobs that he means for us to have, prepared specifically for you to do. And if you want an example, look no further than Pentecost, because there is a reason why more than one person was speaking that day. Luke records that all 120 people who were assembled there, men and women alike, began to speak in other languages just as the Spirit enabled them. And you heard that long list of languages and listeners. It took each and every one of those Christians speaking a different language to reach everyone in that crowd. So if Peter was speaking Hebrew, John would have had to be speaking Greek, and his brother James would have had to be speaking a different language, and so on. If they all wanted the same gift, well, that would have meant that some in the crowd wouldn't have been able to hear because they would have all been speaking the same language. But because the Holy Spirit gave gifts as he wanted to, because everyone had a different gift, everyone in that crowd could hear about the wonders of God in their own language. Over my nearly 10 months of being at faith, I have seen the Holy Spirit work through your individual gifts in a similar way. I have seen some of you comfort others in ways that I never could. I have seen others of you serve in ways that I would never be comfortable. I have seen some, still others of you mourn with someone on a level that I could never reach. I have heard perfectly given words from exactly the right person at exactly the right time, because they were, they've been there, they've done that, they've suffered it, they've lived it, and by God's grace, they made it to the other side. I've seen that. 
And that's a wonderful thing. So never say to yourselves, I don't have the gifts that, I, that God can use to be God's witnesses, or I wish I had this gift or that. No, God has given you exactly the gifts that he wants you to have so that he will use you to serve and love and be his witnesses so that all may know about the wonders of God. And these are prepared specifically and especially for you. But you might say to me, okay, okay, I get it. I have gifts, but that doesn't mean I'm not scared. I don't care who you are. No one goes up to someone's doorstep about to knock on their door and tell them about Jesus without being a little afraid. No one sits with an unbelieving friend who's going through a hard time and thinks about sharing the gospel with them without fearing what their reaction might be to that gospel message. No one sees a brother or sister living in sin and thinks about saying something without considering staying quiet so that they don't cause any confrontation. They're familiar questions. If I speak, what will they say to me? Or worse, what will they say about me? If I speak, will they label me as the, the hyper-religious person the one that isn't fun to be around and the one we're not going to invite to anything because it just makes things awkward? Or maybe it's, if I speak and I say something wrong and I hurt somebody so badly, what if they lose their faith because of me? If the thought of being Christ's witness scares you, consider Peter. Peter, who, when Jesus called him to walk on the water, took a few steps, saw the wind and the waves, and panicked. Peter, who, after saying he would rather die with Jesus, denied him three times in a crowd because he was afraid of what they might think and do and say. Peter, who, after Jesus' death and resurrection, hid himself in a locked room because he was worried that the leaders who crucified Jesus were going to do the same thing to him. That same Peter is the one who stood up with the rest of Jesus' inner circle and began to publicly proclaim the gospel on Pentecost without fear. What changed? It certainly wasn't Peter's fortitude. Peter was given the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who gave him the confidence to speak, and that same Holy Spirit lives in you. He is the one who has created faith in your hearts, he is the one who strengthens that faith in your hearts. And in those doubting moments, he is the one who takes the spotlight, shines it on your Savior, Jesus. So you hear that refrain that you've heard so many times, Christ is risen, he is risen indeed. Just think of it, you have the Trinity on your side. You have the Father who cares for you, the Son who lives for you, the Spirit who strengthens you. You have a God who loves you but not only loves you, but loves this entire world. And that's why we don't have to be afraid, because being Christ's witnesses is not about us. It doesn't live or die on our shoulders. The power in being a witness is not us, but God's word. God's word has the power. So if you find yourself on that doorstep, you can knock with confidence, because it's not about how persuasive you're going to be. God's word works. If you're sitting with that unbelieving friend who's going through a hard time and you want to give them comfort, it doesn't matter how comforting you are. God's word works. If you see someone who's living in sin, you can show them their sin and their Savior and trust that 
that God is powerful enough to take their heart and turn it around and bring them back. Because God's word works. We are not responsible for someone's salvation. We are not responsible for someone's damnation. We are called to be witnesses, to proclaim the good news about Jesus. We get to be a part of Jesus' triumph song. And that song will go on whether we sing along or not. But let me tell you, it's a great thing to join in. So was I equipped when I sat in that chair during call service, even though I never heard the sound of rushing wind? Are you equipped because even though you've never had tongues of holy fire appear on your heads, are we equipped even though sometimes we look at ourselves and don't see the gifts that God can use and we might be afraid to speak? Yes, we are equipped because the Holy Spirit lives in us. He's the one who has picked gifts specifically for you, and he's the one who is with you every step of the way, giving you confidence as you speak. And he makes us his witnesses for this one task, to this one end. We witness so that everyone may know, just as they heard on that first Pentecost, that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen.